in today's discussion of the declassified gateway experience, we're going to be talking and getting really deep into transcendental meditation. And what I'm going to do today is link this to the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza, because I've seen so many correlations when I first read this, it's what first came to my mind. Oh, they're talking about the same thing. So I've got some quotes from his book, Becoming Supernatural, that we're going to get into and explore once we understand what transcendental meditation really is and what the implications of this declassified document actually have, because it actually is immense. Okay, so let's just get right into it. As we've done before, we're going to just read directly from the document, and then I'll kind of explain what's going on as I go, as I see fit. Because you're getting the commentary, because I know people have already read this, as I said in previous ones. It's not about reading it to me. It's about also explaining what's going on and linking them and linking them. So, three, transcendental meditation. On the other hand, transcendental meditation works in a distinctly different fashion. And they're talking about different than hypnosis. In this technique, intense and protracted single-minded concentration on the process of drawing energy up the spinal cord ultimately results in what appears to be creation of acoustical sanding waves in the cerebral ventricles, which are then conducted to the gray matter in the cerebral cortex on the right side of the brain. Okay, so basically... When you have transcendental meditation, if that was just a lot of words to you, there's acoustical standing waves that are generated through the meditation. So that's just what we're working with so far. As a result, according to Bentov, and we've talked about who Bentov is, these waves will stimulate and eventually polarize the cortex in such a way that it will tend to conduct a signal along the homunculus starting from the toes and on up. So we've talked about the homunculus when we talked about hypnosis i think i still have it over here so yeah if you're visual it's just there's different parts of your brain that control different functions so if if it starts at your toes then we got to find toes on the diagram but again if you can't see it, it's not really that big of a deal all right so and if this isn't making sense to you just stick with me if you're like this is a lot of technical words i don't get it i will explain afterward I'm trying to cover it so that if you understand it, you get it. But if you don't, I'll explain it. All right, so now i got to find where I was. So let's just start here again. As a result, according to Bentov, these waves will stimulate and eventually polarize the cortex in such a way that it will tend to conduct a signal along the homunculus, which is what we just discussed. Starting from the toes and on up, the Bentov biomedical model, as described in a book by Lee Sanella, MD, entitled Kundalini Psychosis or Transcendence. And real quick on psychosis versus transcendence. To me, that's just like the negative view or the, uh, you know, the traditional medicine type view. Uh, a lot of the times these mystical experiences are viewed as psychosis because you don't understand them because you can't explain them from traditional medicine. So I wouldn't be scared by that terminology because he, Ventov said in the beginning, I'm going to do this. Like he said, I'm going to do this. The point of this document is to basically explain to people uh, this is something that can be scientific. And it's not, uh, he said in the intro, it's not a cult. It's not meant to be a cult. Because when you think of it that way, then it scares people. Or it, they won't even start to see it. They won't even look at it, let's say. Okay, so continuing on. So in the book which is the Kundalini 
and transcendence, states that the standing acoustical waves are the result of an altered rhythm of heart sounds, which are occasioned by prolonged practice of meditation, and which set up sympathetic vibrations in the walls of the fluid-filled cavities, which comprise the third lateral, lateral ventricles of the brain. If you don't remember what sympathetic and parasympathetic are, it's the part of the autonomic nervous system. The, the sympathetic is like... Basically, think about it like this. The easiest way, when I was researching this for today's discussion, this is a, a uh, realization that I have. Sympathetic is like, you're sympathetic to something, therefore you're going to take action. So your body goes into fight or flight. And if you're parasympathetic, it's the opposite, where your body is doing, it's not really sympathetic. So I would think of, in this scenario, if you can somehow make the correlation between para and not, just for this discussion or for that understanding between the two it was like i'm not sympathetic so i'm i'm gonna relax it's more of like not it's the opposite of fight or flight because sympathetic is basically your turn you're pushing on the gas and parasympathetic is brakes okay so if we're to put that in context of this document i gotta find where i'm at here so it sets up sympathetic vibrations in the walls of fluid filled cavities so Fight-or-flight type mechanism vibrations is, is what you would think of it as. And it doesn't have to be fight-or-flight also in a, in a negative way. It's just, you could think of it as excited. Like, uh, things are happening. And we'll talk about gamma brainwave states and what that actually means in, in just a moment. So things are getting turned on instead of getting super relaxed. In addition, according to Benton, the states of bliss described by those whose kundalini symptoms have completed the full loop along the hemispheres may be explained as self-stimulation of the pleasure centers in the brain caused by the circulation of a current along the sensory cortex. Bentov also notes that most of the described symptoms start on the left side of the body, means that it is mostly a development occurring in the right hemisphere. So left side of the body is right hemisphere, and then right side of the body is left hemisphere. That's kind of how the body works. Although normally a period of meditation, so now this is basically the gist right here. So if you haven't been paying attention that much, this is like the, the part that I wanted to get to. Although normally a period of meditation involving intense concentration and practice for five years or some, is required to bring up the kundalini, Bentov states that exposure to mechanical or acoustical vibrations in the range of 4 to 7 hertz cycles per second for protracted periods may achieve the same effect. That's huge. That's huge. I want you to understand how huge this, this part is. Because what he's saying is that once you just get into the 4 7 hertz this does the job for you. You thought that you had to meditate before to get these effects. And you can, and it can happen. What we're saying is that there might be a little cheat code. There might be a little cheat code in here where you can basically skip all the work. And if you just are exposed to mechanical or acoustical vibrations in the 47 hertz range, which, by the way, if you're wondering what is in the 47 hertz, da -da 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 -da, it's the theta. So theta brainwave states are, are the key here. So if you are exposed to theta brainwave states consistently 
something can just happen and it can seem out of the blue, but it, it might necessarily not be out of the blue because it's you have something going on and it's perfectly described in the next couple sentences. Bentov cites as an example, repeated riding in a car whose suspension and seat combination produce that range of vibrations or being exposed for long periods of time to these frequencies caused, for instance, by an air conditioning duct. So if your air conditioning is in, is uh, putting off mechanical or acoustical vibrations that are in the 4 to 7 hertz rate, it's, it's something that you don't even think about. If that does happen, you could just have a kundalini uh, transcendence, an awakening, just all of a sudden. And um, we'll get more about what, what that actually means, because it might not be clear what a kundalini uh, type experience is. But we're getting to it. We're getting to it. He also notes that the cumulative effect of these vibrations may be able to trigger a spontaneous physio-kundalini sequence in susceptible people who have a particularly sensitive nervous system. So if you have a sensitive nervous system, you can have accumulation of all these, and then you can just have like a spontaneous type of it happen. So when we talk about what is a kundalini awakening, I think it's different. If you're asking the document or if you're asking Dr. Joe Dispenza, which is one of the leading uh, researchers on this type of thing, and he wrote a book called Becoming Supernatural, which I read many years ago. And I'm not, I don't have the book on me because I'm, I'm not at the place where my books are right now. But that really doesn't matter. Anyways, so as we continue on, now we got to relate this to Dr. Joe. And it is very much related. So what we're going to do is I'm going to read you a part from his book. Okay, this is a quote from his book. So with all that in mind, what we just talked about, that acoustical standing waves are generated by things outside of you that may cause an awakening. And also it would make sense that if you did the opposite and got into theta, you exposed your own body to theta, it would also have some effects. So if you think about it, the inner, the inner version or the inner way to have a kundalini experience is to meditate and get yourself into theta brainwave states. But the opposite, the outer one would be to have just, you could even do brainwave beats, binaural beats being the 47 hertz or, or different things like that. And I'm sure the document gets, and it does get into it as we continue on with this series. But we're leading up. Remember, we're leading up to it. So, and there's another way that this can happen, not just through transcendental meditation, but a technique developed uh, by Dr. Joe with the work of uh, open, the guy who wrote Open Focus Brain. I wrote it about it in my book, 10 Secrets of Awakening. Uh, I can't remember his name. Les Famey? I'm 90% sure his name is Les Famey. He developed a lot of the uh, open focus type meditations that Dr. Do Dr. Joe does, but I, I, he didn't, as far as I know, do any of the Kundalini raising of the energy that he does. Dr. Joe probably got that from uh, other cultures around the world. And I don't have that for today, but that's definitely something I would be interested in deep diving into doing a Dr. Joe versus maybe Hindu or Buddhist to see if they have anything in there, but we got to research that. I'm already, Full of things to research. I got 10 videos that I want to film right now. So continuing on here, once this energy becomes activated, again, this is from Dr. Joe. He's talking about once the Kundalini energy becomes activated for context. 
A sympathetic nervous system, a subsystem of your autonomic nervous system that arouses the brain and body in response to a threat in your outer environment, turns on, and energy begins to move up from the body's lower three energy centers to the brain. But instead of the body being aroused because of some external condition, you are turning on the sympathetic nervous system by passionately engaging from with breath or in, engaging the breath from within. Wait, hold on a second. That sounds like what we just read in the declassified document. <laughs> there it is, folks. There it is. Okay, so... <laughs> I was thinking, if you're wondering why I just paused it for a second, I'm thinking, do I want to say comment wow below? <laughs> or just having some fun, all right. So continuing on, continuing on. If somebody comments wow below, you're legend, absolute legend. So he's saying the same thing, that you activate the sympathetic nervous system, and it's set up here. We're going to read that part again. So the practice of meditation, which set up sympathetic vibrations in the walls of the fluid-filled cavities, which compromise the third and lateral ventricles of the brain. What's he saying? When you activate the sympathetic nervous system, you can actually do that with breath from within. So it's a very interesting correlation there. As the sympathetic nervous system starts to merge with the parasympathetic nervous system, another subset of your autonomic nervous system, that relaxes your brain and body, such as after a big meal, it is as if traveling energy from the lower centers is put right up there. We're just going to say that. I don't even know if YouTube wants me to say that word. So if you're on video, congrats. But it's going up. It's going up. I mean, it's a scientific word. It should be fine. But anyways, when this energy reaches the brainstem, a gate called the thalamic gate opens up and all the energy is permitted to enter the brain all that energy so once the energy so what he's saying here it's a little bit different he's you know in the in the other the declassified document it's no there's no talk about energy centers there's no talk about energy centers but he's saying that what happens is that the energy from the lower energy centers is pushed into the brain and this is the energy that's where it comes from there's really no explanation in the declassified document and remember dr joe's stuff came out way later so i would say this is way more up to date than you know the documents it's just written a little bit different of course so once this energy that was initially stored in the body enters the brain the brain produces gamma brainwave patterns We've recorded many students producing gamma brainwave patterns during this breathing technique. Gamma brainwaves, which I call super consciousness, are notable not only because they produce the highest amounts of energy of all the brainwaves, but also because that energy comes from within the body instead of being released in reaction to a stimulus in the environment, the outer world. Okay, so you enter gamma brainwave states when that energy gets pushed up into your brain your brain's like oh yeah all right literally okay so here's a chart if you're if you're on video gamma brain waves are 31 to 100 hertz uh you know that's very much depending on which chart there's a billion different charts uh and so i would say that it's just the highest very very high frequencies i wouldn't worry too much about the numbers um on gamma and all that but 
it's the area of insight, peak focused, expanded consciousness. So it's interesting because it says the in the declassified document, the state of states of bliss described by those whose kundalini symptoms have completed the full loop along the hemispheres may be explained as self-stimulation of the pleasure centers in the brain caused by the circulation of a current. Hmm, what's the current? Maybe the current is the energy from the energy centers, as Dr. Joe is saying, along the sensory cortex. Okay, so you're probably wondering, what is this breath stuff, if you've never heard of it? Which, if you haven't, that's okay. We'll get into it really quickly here. What is, how can you do this? This Dr. Joe stuff. So this is his way. This is, again, not, this is not the Les Famy open focus stuff. That's different things that Dr. Joe does, which I also have some meditations of my own that will be coming out along with my book because I wrote about open focus and the book and all the different stuff he talked about. And it's really profound and I've been practicing it for a while and it's been incredible for me. So the open focus meditations are really great. So Les Famy, I don't know how you did that, but incredible things that you've done. So as you contract the intrinsic muscles of your body, this is a quote from his book as well. As you contract the intrinsic muscles of your lower body, at the same time, take in a slow, steady breath through your nose while placing your attention on the top of your head. You accelerate the movement of, of cerebrospinal fluid towards your brain, and you begin to run a current through your body and up the central axis of the spine. And I want to remind you, there are charts uh, for these. There are uh, diagrams that he has, but I didn't want to have any problems with that. So I'm like, you know what? We'll just skip those. If you want to look those up, those are in his book. And I definitely recommend that you check out his work. It's some of the most profound, profound work out there. Pre and profound. Is profound a word? It is now. Let's go. Okay. So continuing on, cerebrospinal fluid <laughs> is made of charged molecules. As you accelerate, charged molecules in one direction up the spine, you produce an inductance field that moves in the direction of charged molecules. So there's a field that's produced. It's really wild when you think about this, that you can change and do these things with your body that you have, what would seem to the person who is just in the societal conditioning as completely wild, but it's now science. It's like, it's not even that, not even, that. this has been done for years, right? You have power. To change your energy, that is for sure, for sure. All right. So as the inductance field, as the inductance field is created by the acceleration of the cerebrospinal fluid up the spine, it will draw the stored energy in the first three centers back to the brain. Once there is a current flowing from the base of the spine all the way to the brain, the body becomes like a magnet and an electromagnetic torus field is created. Yeah, and there's a picture of a torus field. If you want to know what a torus field is, an easy way to think about it is it's a circle with a, a hole at the top and the bottom, and then they, the holes basically connect through, if that makes sense. You could Google it or look it up wherever you want if you don't know what a torus field is. So essentially, an easy way to explain what, um, what he's saying with this is that your lower three energy centers have a lot of energy stored in them. Uh, your root chakra is what a lot of people call it, or in the law of one, it calls it the red ray energy, is the life force energy. So when you take that and you breathe, you basically contract it, you're like squeezing that energy center. And if you have energy left, if you haven't been wasting it, let's just say that, 
then what will end up happening is if you can really do it correctly, then the energy will flow all the way through your, and the energy in a physical form is a cerebrospinal fluid. But there's actual energy behind that, and he calls them charged molecules, but you can call it prana if you're talking about uh, different ancient traditions and spiritual traditions. That's what they would call it. You can call it chi, call it whatever you'd like. There's this energy that flows, and you once you squeeze it like a straw, it goes all the way up to your head and to your, to your third eye type area, and then you feel a sensation of bliss. I have experienced this. It is legit. It's something that you can't describe. It's, it's when you get beyond your own mind because you can't do it if you're still in the mind. You have to completely surrender, at least to me. And once I completely surrendered, I was like, wow, this is wild. And it was such a transcendental experience. It really was for me. So this works. This works. Now, I haven't had a specific... I mean, I have had experiences where kind of like random kind of what feels like a kundalini bliss like state but there's no explanation but i would just like to remind you that these things can happen at any time and and uh the the gist of this the point of this discussion was to link dr joe's work and see that oh there's many different ways for this to happen there's many different paths with transcendental meditation to being one of those and then dr joe's way is being another one and then meditating and doing the kundalini energy type work kundalini yoga that's another way and they're all different ways but they're all getting at the same thing that there's energy that gets released and moved into the brain through the declassified document they're saying 47 hertz vibrations outside of you can cause that to happen but there can be, you can do that yourself. You can get yourself into those states. And then that might actually cause it to happen. So open your mind. You obviously have if you've watched the video this far. So I appreciate you. If you enjoyed this video, drop a like for me if you're on YouTube. If you don't mind, consider dropping a like. Consider subscribing as we continue to break down this document. This is just one of 30 plus more videos I'm going to do on this. So we're getting along. I'm going slow on purpose because I want to dive deep into it. This is what these videos are meant for. I don't want to do a whole video all on all of it at once because I feel like I would miss so much. Because how long have I been going right now? I've been going for 24 minutes right now is what it says. So can you imagine how long it would take? And this, you know, there's a lot of research behind it and all that. So we're going to continue to do the research to link the different things to this. We're just getting started on this. And, you know, the next in the next one, we'll talk about biofeedback. In the previous one, I talked about hypnosis in the introduction. If you haven't watched those, highly recommend checking those out. Otherwise, I'll see you in the biofeedback video or whatever video I see you on next. Or if I don't see you, it's all right, too. In the next video, we'll get into more stuff. Be there. Be square. Do what you want. See you in the next video. Maybe. Okay, bye. <laughs>